How do we even start this? Well, first of all, we gotta give the title of the book. What is it? It's Future Sex and the Cold Open. You don't have to. Violence. Who invited you? Who? I didn't realize you started your bit. I didn't realize it. I was not paying attention and everything. Well, there's the. Welcome to Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. We have a special episode for you today. Sean is with us. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and why is Sean with us? Sean is with us because he understood the book. <laughs> Yeah. He's with us because he understands the book and has listened to it twice because he listened all. to it the first time and then he listened to it with us. I That's mean, impressive. if we're doing credentials, I listen, I've listened to it twice and read it. Oh, oh, you actually read it? Too? Yeah, I, I've seen the words. Hmm. I don't actually look at our physical bookshelf. Interesting. I just look at audible.com. Audible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this was a recommendation from Sean. So... Let's jump into it, shall we? Yeah. Do you want to read the stats or do you want me to read the stats? I will read the stats. Because that's a long summary. (laughs) It has big words, too. Big words. All right. So the book we're doing is Futuristic Violence and Fancy Suits. The author is David Wong, who is, that's not his real name. I did look up that that up. Oh, because you were like, Wong. Wong. That's an interesting last name. (laughs) The narrator is Christy Romano. What happened with the Christy Carlson Romano? I don't know. This this is what Amazon has. Because I looked, that's her Twitter is Christy Romano. And that's what she said. Well, in the beginning of the audiobook, when she does the narrated by Christy Carlson Romano, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. So she dropped the Carlson sometime between 2005 and now. Exactly. But you might recognize her name if you were a child. In the 2000s, right? 90s. Was it 90s? Was it? No. I Even think, Stevens? Wait, was it 90s was way too young. Well, a child no, during the 90s. 98. Yeah, 98 to like 2001 era. If you were born in like 1989 or 1990, as some of us in yes. this room, mm. <coughs> you know Christy Carlson Romano as Ren Stevens. Woo, she was my favorite in the show. I did not like her. What? We're talking about Even Stevens, by the way. Okay, so I went through I went through a transition. I didn't like her at the beginning because she was like the snooty older sister. Like she mm-hmm. was supposed to be. She did a great job. Mm-hmm. I really liked her wicker furniture. Ooh. But I I liked um what was his name? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, what was his name? Do it. Do it. No, but what was his name in Even Stevens? Stevens? Even <laughs> Steven. Evan? No, 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 it was something. It was it Stevens? Lewis. 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 Yeah. Lewis. Okay, so maybe even if you aren't a child of the <laughs> 90s, you wouldn't know. You only know Ren. Mm-hmm. And well, Bean. Well, and Kim Possible. Yes, Kim Possible. I liked Ren because she did that whole interracial dating thing with... Oh, did she? Yeah, there was, a, there was the African-American boy who was also in... Don't look under the bed. Oh, I didn't even mm-hmm. realize that. Because they were rivals in the show. And then they started oh. like liking each other. And that was like the first time on Disney Channel where we were 
seeing interracial love. Wow, Disney, you're so progressive. I know. I mean, the 90s, that wasn't a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that we were in the 70s still or something. <laughs> Jesus. But I, I, I love Ren. So yeah. I was really excited about hearing her voice. And we'll yeah. talk about that in a little bit. Oh, yeah, because we're only on the publisher. <laughs> Oops. The publisher is Audible Studios. The audiobook release date is October 6, 2015. The duration is 15 hours and 39 minutes. The genre is adventure, superheroes, humorous, fancy men in tights with violent suits. <laughs> also, I think I said that she lost the Carlson sometime between 2005 and mm-hmm. now, and I didn't realize it was 2015. Oh, and now. Good so, catch. Good catch. It's only three years, but you know. What you gonna do? What happened in those three years, Christy? <laughs> um, okay, so our summary, which was taken from Amazon, is in a prosperous yet gruesomely violent near future, superhero vigilantes battle thugs whose heads are full of supervillain fantasies. The peace is kept by a team of smooth, well dressed negotiators called the Men in Fancy Suits. Meanwhile, a young girl is caught in the middle and thinks the whole thing is ridiculous. (laughs) Zoe, a recent college graduate with a worthless degree. What? Don't we all? Yes. (laughs) Well, you don't have a worthless degree. Well, it was in college. I kind of do. Makes her, I don't even remember her having a degree. I don't remember it either. Mm. Okay. Um, Did we listen to the book? (laughs) (laughs) makes a reluctant trip into the city after hearing that her estranged con artist's father died in a mysterious yet spectacular way. There, she finds that her scumbag dad had actually, in his final years of life, put his amazing talent for hustling to good use. He was one of the founding members of the Fancy Suits and died in the course of his duties. Zoe is quickly entangled in the city's surreal mob wars, where she is taken hostage by a particularly crazy villain who imagines himself to be a Dr. Doom-level mastermind. The villain is demanding information about Zoe's father. Uh, you changed the spelling of Zoe, Amazon. Oh my gosh, I just noticed! Uh, uh... Interesting. Uh, girl. Uh, about Zoe's father, when she is rescued by the fancy suits, she reluctantly joins their cause and helps finish what her old man started, tapping into her innate talent for bullshit that she inherited from her hated father. And along the way, she might just have to learn how to trust people again. Oh, there's a moral. I love when there's moral to stories. (laughs) So, yeah, let's uh, let's first talk about how we found Christy. Mm -hmm. I love Christy Romano. I don't want to say Carlson because it's... If it's not there, then she might... She might get offended. She might have had a fight with it. Yes. And just Mm. axed it. So I I really loved her narration. I thought she was perfect for the role. I really imagined her as Zoe. Mm-hmm. And I love the voices that she did. She the, my favorite voice was Candy, the robotic hooker type character. And <laughs> I just really loved her every time she was on you know, on in the scene. Um I loved her voice for Will. Yeah. And then where there was another what other I don't know if it was Armando, but hmm. There was another voice that she did. It was like a New York accent. I can't remember. But she did it she did a lot of different accents. 
And I just thought she was perfect. And the only thing that I would say was a flaw was their the chapter breaks were so long. Yeah. Well, that's because with Audible, because mm. um, I, I have I have inside knowledge with this now. Oh. You have to choose how long you want. So they they do um, one to two seconds at the beginning. They prefer, and then um, one to five seconds at the end. Really, is the end that they prefer. So like oh. when you record each chapter, it's like you have to wait one second, and then at the end you have to wait like three seconds is probably oh. the best one to go with. That's look at you as that knowledge. <laughs> I don't know why I have inside knowledge, but I do. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. that's. But overall, I think she did a phenomenal job. What did you guys think? Well, you had a favorite voice that you told me about, like even before I was listening to it. Oh God, which one? Uh, uh, Andre. I I was particularly fond of Andre's voice. He is uh, his nickname in the book is Black Mountain. He is a he oh. he kind of takes a little bit of offense to that name, but embraces it. Uh, it's amazing because it is, I think anyone who feels like women have less of a range, like it's too high pitched that it can't do male voices, just needs to listen to this book and be proven wrong because all her male voices sound like men. Big, burly, tough guy sounds like a big, burly, tough guy, even though she doesn't need to pretend like her voice is deeper than it actually is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, she did a fantastic job giving each voice a life. Yeah, and there them. were a lot of characters. Yeah. So she did a phenomenal job with that. It was just like you knew who was talking and when. It was the, awesome. The rough Texan guy had a Texan mm-hmm. accent. The the main bad guy who's described as this egotistical bro has a surfer oh, dude voice. Yeah, I really liked that oh, voice. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Sorry. I just I just got it in my head. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was going to comment you, on him. How it's... do you pronounce his name? Molek. Molek. Yes, Molek. Molek. I, I, even though she kept, like, saying it, I was still, like, when I saw it written out, I was like, Molek. Molek. <laughs> like, I, I just took it slow. I think I listened to it and then read it afterwards. Or oh, yeah. maybe at points of it, I read along. And if I read the word before I listened to her say it, I wouldn't have an idea. I yeah. would pronounce it completely differently. Because I think you were talking about it. So like when you were telling me about it, I was in my head um, saying a different word. And then when she started saying it, so I, I've meshed the two words, the actual pronunciation and what I was pronouncing it as. And it was not correct. But hmm. Molek was a really good voice. He was like surfer dude extraordinaire. It, that was hilarious. In you know in those movies where it's like two surfers like battling out, but the one who's the bad guy you can tell because he just is obnoxious with mm-hmm. his accent with his voice. Mm-hmm. That's this. He's the antagonist who you just hate because you hear his voice and you just go, that's disgusting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like Brink. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dude. 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 That's like uncool. What are you doing? It's just, <laughs> it's just like stupid, stupid guys. But yeah, his mm-hmm. that voice was really, really, really well done. Um, I also just liked her normal voice for Zoe. Yeah. I thought that her voice in general is really like nice to hear. And she has a good voice. Mm-hmm. Her voice reminded me of Devin Sorvery. Yeah. When she was Amy Gum and Dorothy Must Die. Yeah. She just had that young sounding like Valley Girl, not Valley Girl, but just like. I'm a 
recent college graduate, obviously. And news to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I know everything about life, but do I? Like, yeah. I have so much more to learn, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Definitely. It's mm. kind of naive, mostly chill, just kind of goes with it. And so it doesn't have any. Yeah, it works really well for the character. Yeah. 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 I was impressed with it because I didn't know what to expect because I haven't seen her in a lot of things. Like we've heard her mm -hmm. voice acting before, but it's been years. And then since. she was on Broadway. So I've seen, yeah. you know, I've heard her sing things. Yeah. But, but it's not. just like been like not directly like in your ear for 15 hours. Exactly. Which we will be talking about. Yeah. Which <laughs> makes sense because I actually forgot because I was a huge Kim Possible fan. Oh, okay. I used to watch. I used to love the theme song, Christina Million, Call Me, Reach Me, If You Want to Beat Me. Yeah. I remember um, that behind the scenes yes. of them, like, recording that. And yes. it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was like the quick zooms in and out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally forgot about Kim Possible when I was listening to this. Mm -hmm. And no wonder she's awesome at voices. And yeah. Putting the emotion and the characterizations in the characters, like. That's awesome. She's yeah. a voiceover artist, and I think she is underrated. Yeah, yeah so. I would say so. Yeah, I feel like a lot of things that voiceover artists miss without a theatrical background is they're still acting. They're still putting acting into it. And so if she is squeezing into something tight or is out of breath, she sounds out of breath in mm -hmm. it. Like yeah. she, she carries that through. She at one point is mocking somebody, and she is not – Oh, I mock him by saying that she full on takes a mocking voice and it's obnoxious like it's supposed to be. Yeah. It, there, there's a part in there, too, where she's eating like the fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And yes. um, I can't remember if like Armando says something that's funny. I can't or if she just like thinks something and she goes to like laugh at whatever he said. And she's laughing with a full mouth. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, that's what you sound like when you laugh. Like yeah. she actually put a laugh in there, which mm -hmm. was really great. Another thing that threw me off was in a positive way was the cussing. Oh, never yeah. thought of Ren Stevens saying jizz face or whatever. <laughs> or talking about like farts <laughs> yeah. forever. And it's talking about, you know, the D word dropping yeah. that like every five seconds. So yeah. I was like, wow, Ren. <laughs> but then it's also like we're sitting here and we're probably like, the people that she hates the most because we are just thinking of her as Ren Stevens. Exactly. And she's like, guys, that was like 20 years ago. Which, oh my God, that was 20 years ago. Oh, that's depressing. Okay. Okay. I think this got, episode is done. It's got real right. quiet. See you later, guys. <laughs> but yeah, like, we, we're we just like, we, we, I don't know what it's called. We put her in a shoebox. What is that? We put her in a pigeonhole. A pigeon box? <laughs> I mean, sorry, I think of poop when I think about pigeons. Pigeon, pigeon box. Pigeon hole. No, pigeon hole. Sean. Oh. I think it's that's... a pigeon hole. Is it a pigeon hole or is it shoehorn? Is that a thing? No. That's we'll say me. I need a shoe. We put shoelaces. her in a box. Yes, we put her in a box. <laughs> and Brad needs shoelaces. <laughs> it broke. It snapped. I hate when that <sighs> happens. I just buy new shoes usually. That's true. You can do that route. Yeah. But anyway. If you had as much money as she had. I know, right? That's true. Or she just showed up and she said, I need new shoes. She gets to her room. There's like 50 pairs of new shoes there. Right? Because, because I, Zoe is a rich beep. beep. <laughs> I wonder how much she got paid for this 15-hour book. Oh, probably a lot. Like, a lot, a lot, a lot. 
like she was already famous, so she she probably had a lot. So let's talk about the time. Yeah, let's, let's jump into the time <laughs> because it is a commitment. It is a commitment. <laughs> it's like you married it, you watched it have your child, and then you questioned everything. Is about this them. the longest book we've ever done? I think so. Hold on. I listened to the book. I'm like, where's the rest of it? I want more. <laughs> is there is there a chap is there another chapter in this? <laughs> it was 15 hours. Like I, that is definitely our longest book. Yes. That we've listened I have to. Six hours to on Monday. Exactly. Six hours on Monday morning, six hours on Wednesday morning. That's all I got. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I I sped it up to 1.5 right out the gate because I stupidly decided to start listening to it on Thursday. So I only had however long I had during the day because when this one gets home, I can't listen to anything. Same thing with Eddie. Can't listen to anything. He just ask me questions all the time. I'm like, I'm listening. He wants to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. They want to have a good relationship with us. Yes. What is wrong with them? Oh, my God. They want to cook me dinner and talk about my day. And talk. Oh, God. Uh. Spare me. <laughs> but anyway, so, so I only had like probably seven hours to listen to it in the morning, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And then I had today, which I woke up a little bit later. So I only had like three. So I needed to speed that up a yeah. little bit. And I put it on two speed. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Lord. And it was way too fast. And so I guess this is the kind of thing that I want to touch on is some books you should not speed up. Yeah. Because you're going to lose focus. You're going to lose concentration. You're going to lose info. You're going to, yeah, there's a meat that you're losing there, the audiobook, and it's going to quickly dissolve in your face. <laughs> <laughs> in your, in your face hole. <laughs> in that vein, I felt like when I listened to it, it was at one speed. I had 15 hours of the book. Oh, Ooh. oh God. Uh, part of, I think what you're also losing in addition to maybe missing some of the content is there's a lot of humor mm -hmm. in the book. That's not just scenarios. It's actually lines. And part of that requires pacing. It requires uh, good timing on the jokes. And I felt like she had amazing timing, like mm -hmm. the way that she would read the jokes, it would be punctuated, like the way that a stand up comedian would have that sort of professional ability. But then if you speed it up, you, you kind of lose that a little bit. Yeah. It, yeah. it kind of hurts it because then the punchline comes too quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I felt like 1.5 was a good speed to listen to it at, and I but I can see how 2 would be too fast. And I did go back and listen to like some of the voices that you, Sean, had mentioned, like Andre's voice. I went and I listened to those at 1 speed, and I didn't actually notice too much of a difference at 1.5. It was just a... Sometimes when you speed up an audiobook, the narrator can sound like they get a little bit higher pitched. Yes. Or that they just end up sounding like mousy or something. Mm -hmm. Like they just are too quick and it's too high and it just is too much. Lauren Ezzo sped up. Sounds like a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> but when you put it on one speed, it's like perfection. Yeah, because she reads at like such a perfect speed mm -hmm. to begin with. There's no like extra slowing down. And in this one, I felt like at one speed, there was a little bit of extra slowdown put into the book. So at 1.5, it was... It was like one speed, only it was one and a half speed. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Wow. But it is, it is definitely a time commitment. Yeah. And this is a book that I would highly suggest listening to on a long road trip. 
Yeah. To like, like Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be your, your entire <laughs> trip to Florida. Exactly. Would be this book. Mm -hmm. Like you probably could get across the United States with it. Yeah. Too. But we'll see in Florida are like, what? <laughs> but yeah, for People in Tasmania are yeah. like, where the hell is that? People, they don't listen to this channel. People in, <laughs> we are in Maryland. So if we go to Florida, then it's like 18 hours, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. So you just need one of our normal length books mm -hmm. to go in there for that three. You can listen to one of our podcasts, a couple of the podcasts. A lot of our podcasts. And then listen to this whole book. Mm-hmm. 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 But it's worth it. Yeah, it it's is. It's worth it. It is, because I, I thought this book was really good. I didn't know what to expect. Sometimes when Sean recommends a book, you don't know what you're going to get. But I've been pleasantly surprised mm -hmm. with the books because he recommended Ready Player One and we listened to World War Z together, but you had already listened to it one time. That's, oh, yes. that's where we differ. Yes, and Time Machine as well, which Brad differs I, on that holy one as well. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like I was saying, every single book that Sean I suggests, totally you're forgot like. forgot about World War Z and the Time Machine. <laughs> that's why I came in being like. Is it a Sean thing? <laughs> no. I mean, I, I love I loved Ready Player One. I just didn't understand it. Right, right, right. And then I really do. Like, I was cackling in the beginning when no, the, yeah, I the believe hyena it. and in this book, I was like feeling it. I'm, I really loved it. Yeah. But it was, like I said, it was just so much to consume. Yeah. And you have to make a commitment to this audiobook. Yeah. Because, yeah, this is one that you have to listen to. You have to pay attention to it. I don't think that you can do other things. Mm -mm. Like I, I was, I was doing minor things like loading the dishes and um, doing laundry and stuff like that, which is like totally fine to be able to do. But sometimes with books, I'm able to edit photos, think of, you know, Instagram posts, mm -hmm. and do some drafts for blogs. But for this one, I cannot. Yeah, this is a book that you have to listen to while you're doing something you don't like. Yeah, like cleaning or. Even, you know, cleaning up the kitchen after you just cooked a wonderful breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think mainly stems from <laughs> from stuff like happening in the book. And it happens and they're in a different spot and something's changed. And you're just like, oh, I was busy not paying attention. Yeah. Definitely. Because even though it's a long book, everything that happens in the book is incredibly quick. I mean, mm -hmm. she's talking about having to go to work on Monday and all of this stuff started on like Friday. Exactly. And you're 10 hours into the book and it's Sunday. Sunday, yeah. So it's a it's lot very fast of stuff paced. happens in yeah. each scene. Yeah. I don't think she even sleeps. Oh, yeah. no, I heard her sleep once. Oh. Hmm. And she, she woke up and she got a fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich. She got an Elvis. Mm. Which that's... that was a funny joke. I think that's where I'm at. No. Had to be funny. No. No. The Elvis? I don't remember that. The butler makes it for her when she first okay. gets into the house. Food. Oh, okay. Oh, and gets, yeah, yeah. And he gets the cat food. Yes, yes. I would have ate that cat food yes. instead of that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yes, the cat food got the special food. Okay. He I'm, got, I'm he there. got like, I don't even like tuna, mm -hmm. but that food sounded delicious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh. Yes. So what did you guys think about the overall content? Let's get into the content of the book, the storyline. What did you guys think? And I, I'm interested to hear what Sean's perspective is yeah because the interesting thing is that sean has listened to pretty much every single david wong or or read or listened to every single david wong book so, so you he, like the wong i i love some like, good wong likes the wong 
Anyway, you really like David Wong a lot, yeah. so I feel like you can talk about this a little bit more than us. Like, comparing it to his other books and stuff? Yeah. Uh, his humor stays the same through a lot of them because he kind of takes a Douglas Adams, you know, Hitchhiker, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea that the the idea that a lot of the jokes are making fun of the of books so he'll set up a scenario that sounds like this amazing action scene and you're like oh i know how books do this it's going to turn out like this and then he says yeah no screw you for thinking that's what's going to happen here's a completely different scenario and a lot of those so the throughout the book it's just absurd scenarios being stacked in front of everybody and just watching their absurd reactions to overcoming them mm -hmm. His other books, the John Dies at the End series, very similar with a lot of absurd horror themes. So this is sci-fi. Mm -hmm. Those are horror. Very weird horror creatures. He'll make fun of horror creatures by making them made out of meat that came out of someone's refrigerator. And so it's a horror monster trying to kill them. But then you're kind of saying, why is this a meat monster? Mm -hmm. And then this is this absurd sci-fi future, real issues such as uh, the blink technology where everyone is recording their life all the yeah. time and what does that mean and how does that impact them and and their perception of reality then he makes fun of superheroes by pointing out how they can get all these insane powers but then they're still human so they still get shot and die like everybody mm -hmm. else mm -hmm. yeah um i think what's interesting about his books is i've heard you describe some of the situations in the john dies at the end series and comparing what I've heard from you to what I've listened to in this book. I feel like this book has a better grasp on an actual real story. John Dies at the End just sounded like a hodgepodge. And we also watched the movie for that one. And it just sounded like, or it was like a hodgepodge of like so many different elements. Like the dog's a hero at one point. There's like uh, purple goo monster things. And there's like a psychedelic trip in, in some of it too. and. This just sounded from beginning to end a very well fleshed out story with like really great characters that all had their intentions in the right place. Mm -hmm. So I really liked that we listened to this instead of like John dies at the end. Because I don't think. Yeah, it kind of compare. It's not what, what you're saying is it's like comparing a really good solid parody mm -hmm. to a movie that says it's a parody, but it's all these things mushed together like if you take scary movie yes compared to airplane. spartan or airplane or yeah. you know something that's just like all over the place yeah meet the spartans or whatever oh yeah that one's like all over the place see yes. i think of a scary movie is like a little bit all over the place and then mm -hmm. airplane is like really solid really like... solid i loved airplane yeah but yeah i was thinking meet the spartans where it's like oh we just gotta jump on this train you know this bandwagon that's a movie yeah, meet the Spartans. Meet the Spartans is, is it a called? Movie? Meet the Spartans. It, well, it's the it one with the three hundred. It probably yeah. is, but I just never even realized with, that that's with what's your face, the porn star Pam Anderson. Yeah, I was like, which one? Or no, Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra is in it. Stormy Daniels. Yeah. Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's, topical. So com comparing the his writing and his books, it's a, a solid foundation. Still yeah. parody, hilarious, makes sense, yeah. and then. Versus like mm -hmm. disaster movie, date movie, yes. yes, blank movie. John dies at the end is definitely more absurdist, I guess. It may it's non sequitur. It's very much all of these random things thrown in just so you don't know what actually is next. Yeah, this one I think is a great introduction to his work, but I wouldn't recommend people who weren't way into that to read John right. dies at the end. 
this is one where you can read it. And even if you like your stories a little more grounded in reality, you can still follow it. It's still good. Yeah. It does just kind of make fun of different parts of the genre. It makes fun of itself at points. Yeah. That's why I think that we wouldn't really connect with John Dies at the End mm -hmm. over this one. Because certainly you can connect with John Dies at the End. A lot of people do connect yeah. with that mm -hmm. one. But I think for personally, you and I, Brad, we... Yeah. I don't think we get behind that yeah. one. And I think that's why I like this book the best or so far from what you're explaining is because I'm able to follow along with it, even though I missed, I feel bad for missing the good, funny, comical parts. Yeah. So I'm able to keep it along with the story. Yeah, definitely. I will say the book itself, it's not the, the depth of the story. There's a little bit touching on some kind of sad parts, maybe like there's a there's parts of it where you start to feel for the characters a bit deeper than surface level. Mm -hmm. It explores that a little bit. It doesn't go too in deep. So if you're expecting a big character driven story, it, it touches on some of the like childhood traumas and stuff very lightly, mm -hmm. not very deep. And the main character until just about the last few minutes of the book really doesn't win much it, it's no. it's not a very it's not it very upbeat. depressing yeah it's not very good until for her until the very end where suddenly she goes oh this is how i succeed and then she succeeds a little bit of a spoiler so you know that hey uh 50 of the book when she when this thing happens it, the book's not over mm -hmm. yeah. bad stuff still happens yeah. until eventually she gets to a point where it's solved and the last chapter is just okay cool everything can kind of go back to normal mm -hmm. now yeah i it, like i like that kind of spoiler because it's like you know, yeah, you're not giving too much too much weight, and you're still making people want to keep going and listen to the end. Well, with the timing and with it being so long, did we get a clear picture? Like, did Christy like take us into this world with her interest? Did we get the clearest picture thanks to her because of the mm -hmm. time length, or was it the amount of time and put into this that we got the clear picture? I would say definitely partly her. Yeah. I think a lot of the writing and the setting, the, the pacing of the, of the novel really helped with that. But her narration kept me intrigued, kept me involved, and it gave me a bigger picture of who the characters are, what they look like, what their motivations were. Yeah. So I think she did a really great job with that. Yeah, I agree. I think um, because of her interest, it made the 15 hours totally, totally doable. Mm -hmm. There was like no just got you just got the world yeah completed by her so th this is like what we talk about when an author is really good and then a narrator is really good and it just comes together to build a masterpiece mm -hmm. 100 percent. yeah uh if you don't have anything to add you don't have no, to. i'm just i'm just trying to think about it because i'm already such a big fan of his work that mm -hmm. i was already sold like the second i started reading it it describes this it describes the main setting which is tabula rasa mm -hmm. where the s is a dollar sign yeah and it just sets this stage for this you know it's wacky it's it's set up by these bros yeah. yeah who just kind of have too much money and haven't grown up yeah and so the scenario already i was sold because just the things that they can put in there that make no sense but it's fascinating how little sense it makes to do it because hey that's exactly what a d-bag with a ton of money would try and build yeah yeah it's totally true like i can we already have a lot of that in america where <laughs> just some people some d-bags get some money 
and they just build a landscape that doesn't make any sense. They exactly. Built, they built structures that's just pointless and tacky. And you, yeah. I'm not saying any names, just They're saying it happens. Names. We just know that it happens when these people who come from like nothing or were spoiled their entire life and mm-hmm. then suddenly get a lot of money just build things up. I mean, look at the that one um building that, oh God, where is that? Is that Dubai? Dubai. Du- where it's- it crosses the cloud barrier oh yes is that it's like the world's tallest building mm-hmm. it's dubai dubai most yeah. records that are pointless and meaningless and yeah. dangerous are dubai is trying to do it to Bularaza is basically you is take dubai. vegas they even, and dubai they even compare it to that yeah in the book mm. and that already is a scenario where in a lot of these real like the sci-fi books that are like oh we're going to be a legitimate sci-fi book they'll be techno technocratic they'll be futuristic but this is just like, well, that's going too light on it. Let's like, let's make Dubai twenty thirty, hmm. and yeah. it's 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 fun. I think. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. So, the big question is: Would we shelf it or shove it? Hmm. I think. Um. Let's answer for each other. Oh. Really? Yeah. We've okay. never done it before. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, I'm gonna answer for Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to shelf it because you already have. (laughs) Several times. Several times at this point. That's all formats. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Every single format. Even in Braille. (laughs) That would be a twist. (laughs) He actually knows Braille. I've learned it just so that I could enjoy it in another meeting. Um, Brittany would shelf this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. I would shelf this because I really like it. So we'll have two books on our shelf that are the same <laughs> I, i'll well i think the tricky one is gonna be oh brad which is why i left it to you sean <laughs> to say i have a feeling think of brad <laughs> i have a feeling he might s- kind of think shelf because he wants to give it a shot and he likes ren steven's voice <laughs> he likes chris romano's voice but I don't think that it was quite engaging enough with what you enjoy for a story. So that would make it kind of not something you'd pick up. You are correct. <laughs> but that doesn't answer the age-old so, question so of shelf I think you shelf. would say shelf. I would say shelf. I would recommend it to people who I think have this humor. I would do, I would do a share. Okay. But to answer this question, I would shove it for right now. <laughs> <laughs> I went through all the S's. I know, right? I think that's pretty on point with what we thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From my point of view, also having read it and listened to it, if anyone gets the opportunity and they're not sure what to do, I would say the audiobook, 100%. The book gives a few nice things, such as the the writing style is a little special, where every time you see Tabula Raza with the dollar sign on the S, Mm -hmm. it gave me a little bit of a chuckle. Guys like uh, Skullcrotch, I think is what she called him. Um, oh, literally the yeah. guy with skulls covering his crotch mm-hmm. just to yeah. like show off. In- soul Collector. Yeah, the Soul Collector. Uh, every time she would call him like Skullcrotch Dude, it'd be capitalized. Just like that's now his name. And just sort of like little whimsical ways of writing stuff that were captured in writing. But man, those voices were just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. hearing hearing Molek's voice just be something I wanted to punch. 
yeah made me feel for the characters way more than the book did yeah i I, when they were talking about molek it was like i got the vision in my head of just some ceo in Mm -hmm. a suit who's like 50 years old and just kind of orders all these people to do his dirty work and never makes an appearance anywhere but then you actually meet him and he's like in his 20s yeah he's a tool and he's a tool he really is just a lame-o mm-hmm. hmm. it was shocking but then christy giving him that voice really like drove that home yeah when's the movie coming out right oh my god <laughs> i, see I wonder movie. if there's a movie <laughs> <gasps> she could be in it oh my gosh i don't think she could be zoe but no. she could be like she uh, probably could she's looking young still she, isn't she? she is very young looking but you know hollywood mm, they right. don't they're stupid mm. Um, I wish it could be candy. Oh my god, what is she gonna be? <laughs> oh, I just this know person is here. When they made the Jade Eight movie, I forget who Paul. Oh no, I forget Gio Gio something. Paul, Paul Giamatti. Gio, Paul Giamatti was in it, and he played one of the characters. I just I just picked up that Jade Eight is John dies at the end. Yeah, that's uh, that. So, I was like, why are you Jade talking about? Eight. John ties at the end. Yeah, oh, wow. I was like, what is that? Is that like a new like profile for like Christian Mingle? Like, <laughs> well, what is that? Isn't, it, no, isn't it JD the real I, thing? It's like, yeah, it's, it's like for Jewish, Jewish people. people. All right, there you go. <laughs> Jewish. Jewish. Don't want to be like three times offensive in this episode or anything. Um, well, what is the name of this book? Oh, yeah. Future Sexy Violence. Future, future Man future... Meet in the City? Futuristic sex music? violence. Futuristic suits and in, sexy violence. In Justin the Timberlake. violence of the suits. <laughs> and, fancy, really, and fancy suits. And fancy suits. Men in black. <laughs> I seriously started typing in everything that we were saying. <laughs> okay. So David Wong, when he, he wrote for Cracked, mm-hmm. Cracked.com, he went with David Wong as a pseudonym because he wanted something that was very ungoogleable, unsearchable. Ungoogleable. And he names the character one of the characters in John Dies at the End, the one who's not John, David Wong, after his pseudonym for the same reason. Oh basically. wow. And That's meta. Yeah. It will apparently be a TV show, but this was this was in two thousand and six. It's oh, I mean two thousand six. Why do I keep missing a one? Two thousand sixteen. Two thousand sixteen. Okay, we still have some time then. Yeah. But there might not have been an But update. it was supposed to be a TV show. My last novel is now a TV in development as a TV series with the studio behind the Netflix series House of Cards. Hmm. I think the thing that confused me the most about this book is that there was a cat on the cover. And so I could never remember the name of it because there was a cat and I wanted to put in a cat. Like I wanted to say like futuristic kittens and hmm. men with laser guns. I'd is that, that a cat book. or is that a bear? It's a cat. There was a bear on the cover, right? Is there? It was like a polar bear. The cat's stench machine, probably. Unless there's a different cat entirely. I think there was a bear. No, I don't want to play that right now. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Maybe I will play this. Yeah, that's right there. definitely a cat. Is it a cat? I know that you don't have cats, but that's definitely a cat. Oh my god, I thought that was a bear. I thought that was a polar bear. No. <laughs> That's a cat. <laughs> I mean, I could get behind it being a polar bear, but what? I... Those are guns. Okay, okay. Those are 
are what the big deal is about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we know our answers for everything. We know what the actual cover is. Um, I think mm -hmm. that about does it yeah. for this episode. Thank you, Sean, for recommending another book Not that we don't understand. <laughs> and thank you for joining us. And thank you for joining us. My pleasure. I know that you always are looking for books that you can hop in on an episode. I'm looking for books that you guys will enjoy mm -hmm. and I think other people would enjoy. And that you get to explain to us. Yeah, that I can explain. But mainly that would be like outside of your familiar mm -hmm. range yeah. because I... You're very good at explaining things. Mm -hmm. That's what I hear, yes. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. are. You're Not very good. And while Eddie is the opposite and is finally listening to books that we've recommended... <laughs> A year ago. <laughs> He's just now picking up Ready Player One. <laughs> Which, good job. You're reading. Yes. You're listening. Yes. You got it. You got it. You got it. Thank you for tuning in for this episode. If you want to follow along with us, please like us on Facebook at Audio Shelf and follow us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me. And if you want to subscribe to us, you can also do that too. We don't want to pressure you, but please subscribe to us. You can find us on Google Play Music. Stitcher, iTunes podcasts, tune in, maybe Spotify. I don't know yet. I haven't heard anything from them, which is weird. Get back to a Spotify. Um, uh, Pod Knife, Pod, pod Bean, Pod <laughs> Something, Pod Some More Things. Yeah, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah, basically we're we're on everything now, or at least we're trying to. And anywhere your friend listens to podcasts. Which means you just find your friend, say, hey, what do you listen to podcasts on? Let me add a show for you. Yes. Yeah. You can just add it. You don't even have to tell them. Just exactly. steal their phone. Just, just steal take it. it. And then every Monday, they'll be gifted with the greatest gift money of can't all. even buy. Mm -hmm. The greatest gift of all. Yes. Dude. I believe the children are abused. <laughs> I said this to my client the other day. She said she wanted to be in daycare. Like she wanted to run a daycare. So I started singing Whitney. <laughs> it's a natural progression. Yes. Um, Have we talked about our Instagram yet? Oh, 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 oh. We have an Instagram now. You can find us at audioshelf underscore. That's if you hit shift on your dash keyboard, it'll be an underscore. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, Podcast. So it's audioshelf underscore podcast on Instagram. Follow along. You can see what we're talking about. You can see what we're releasing. We don't have very many posts because we're just sort of getting used to Instagram mm -hmm. um, with Audio Shelf, but yeah. uh, we are we're doing, doing, we're doing Bookstagram. Hashtag Bush. What is it? Bookstagram? Hashtag Bushstagram. I, I think that's a bushes. different, that's a different <laughs> hashtag entirely. We do not that's, want do that. Do not condone that. after dark. That is, we're way after dark. That's like the after dark of after dark, probably. <laughs> So anyway, mm -hmm. tell them where you can get some free books. Yes, I will. So if you go to our website at audioshelf.me and you click on the Audible affiliate link, you can download two free books if you download a 30-day free trial. So you can get two David Wong books mm -hmm. for free. You can get so much Wong. I mean, there's 15 oh. hours of Wong here yeah. for yeah. one of those free books. Just mm. hitting you in your ears. Yeah, like scene and scary. Movie. Then you pop on Jade Eight, the 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 books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not or the there. website. I'm not sure. 
We don't know if it's circumcised. We don't know. Whatever you want to do is up to you. You are free to be you, and we are free to be we. I don't. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh we're losing it fast. Yep. Um, okay. All right. So, Sean, do you want to join us in our bite? Love to. I know everybody <laughs> loves doing that. Okay, on the count of three. On three. On three. On three. One, two, three. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was actually after three. That was on four. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. There's the opening. (laughs) (laughs) No, do your call to open. Do the one you prepared. (laughs) Do a little book title. That was actually really funny. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Uh. That really was. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the best ones are the more um, the more authentic yes ones, where we just we start with something and then we end up going into something like <laughs> you don't have to do a cold opening you idiots <laughs> anyway <Whew. laughs> uh, <laughs> that's offensive <laughs> Stop shuffling. You are new to this. So it's just stop shuffling a little bit, please. I like the difference in the sound waves compared when Sean talks to when you and I. <laughs> I might be maxing it out a little bit too much or during the laughter, but I don't think I am. So hopefully that's fine. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> in the... I'm scared. Eddie? Probably Benny. Was it Benny? He's um, away. He's in the cage. Okay, I don't know, but um. Do you want to go check? Let's wrap it up. No, oh, we can okay. wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> and follow us on Twitter at audioshelf.me. Wait, that was our website.